Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. I'm Bonnie. And guess what? It's role reversal time, according to Bonnie. Bonnie's in a mood, and supposedly, I guess, I put off a mood all the other times. No, you just have more access to your anger, and I oh. usually get happy and yeah. happy and thrilled to be talking to you, but I just yeah. got off the phone with clients. <laughs> and it went really well, so Bonnie's No, you know a, what? She's in, fact, in fact, they didn't call me on the phone. They put it in writing like little chicken shits. Yeah. Yeah. I told I told Bonnie to sign all her texts and <laughs> emails right now with have a good holy week <laughs> just to put that little passive aggressive <laughs> zing it in there. Yeah. Well, um while you've been going through complaints and all that, I need to let everyone know I just had a really a uh, disgusting bowl of Angus beef chili that's been sitting in the back of our pantry for years. And I want in a can? all those. No, it, it's like a. Um, One of those where they plastic make it look things? all rustic. Yeah. Yeah, where you take off the Tupperware top. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it tasted disgusting. And I just want all those <laughs> essential workers on the front lines to know I'm suffering along beside them. That is awful. <laughs> That's like to me, fresh fennel. So what? <laughs> Still gross. <laughs> it is. So welcome to our Easter resurrection. Chris has risen podcast and we'll give you tell you about that in a bit but we just were going to do something else and then we remembered that by the time you listen to this we're recording on Palm Sunday and then Easter is coming I just literally rolled my eyes Palm Sunday, Sunday is coming <laughs> well uh and don't forget we're in full-on quarantine stay-at-home orders mode while oh, we're totally. recording now. And it'd be really cool, like I said last time, if just in a few months it was a blip on all of our episodes. Yeah. But, so I was I listening know. to some episodes like Office Ladies, which I can go on and on about. I like the content. Mm -hmm. um, that's all I'm going to say about that. But they make it a point to tell everyone, we recorded this before quarantine. Right. So that's why we were in the same room. You and I have never been in the same room because I've always quarantined myself from you. <laughs> in the closet. That's fine. Um, I know. Well, uh, we're, we, we have usually a little outline of notes and we didn't have it in this order, but um, I would like to tell you who I am thinking of a lot these days. Can All we right. talk about that? And my new, <laughs> my title for this is called, These Are the People Who Can Suck It Right Now. And that's not me being petty. <laughs> well, can't, didn't you have a different, like, this jackass title? <laughs> so we're already, we have two segments well, about the same thing. <laughs> this jackass is different from people who can suck it right now because this is, specific to this quarantine that the world is experiencing. Oh, well, then this is our new episode because, yeah, we can keep going. Well, I think, but but these are going to be, whether you're religious or you're just out there living life and fucking ladies, these are the exactly. people who can suck it right now. And the biggest ones on my list are pickpockets. <laughs> And what? Yeah. Like when you go to those big overcrowded places like the Louvre and they yeah. show you all the little tricks that these little skeevy ass pieces of shit human turds do like <laughs> bump into right. you and casually slip your wallet out of your right. backpack or your purse. Um, guess what? They're out of business right now. So ha ha. So they, can they can suck, suck it. it. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, because if anyone comes within six feet, gets closer, then bumps into you. Yeah. It's very and it's suspicious. like all of the, their whole 
their whole scheme, their whole mindset is, oh, find people in big crowds where it's not going to seem unusual. So I just love that they have gone from whatever profit they were making down to zero. I wonder if they apply for unemployment. (laughs) So the pickpockets can suck it right now. Um, uh, And this is kind of triaged. Okay, so I think going along with the pickpockets are the people who do three-card Monty. Oh, yeah. shitty little things like that where it's crowds that they prey on. See, you lived in New York, so all this means more to you than me just going on a rural street (laughs) in Tennessee and seeing some guy. Random person on the street. Hey, look at these three cards. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) All right, so that one. Okay, so here's one for you that's right, that's close to that. Those assholes in the mall who work at the kiosks or stand outside their shops and heckle you as you walk by. That's right. And try to lure you into conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And one recently did that to me where she she gave she looked me, she caught me and made eye contact and then looked down at my feet like, oh you dropped something. And I was like, what? And um she couldn't get out of it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just went up to her. What are you trying to tell Lady me? Malls, kiosk lady. That's, she didn't like that. Well, that's it. I mean, how many times have I been like nearly chased down from a guy who looks at a middle-aged woman and thinks, you know what? I'm going to talk her into buying a toy drone. It's going to work. Nah, no, you're not. I'm just like, why? Yeah. Yep, you're not going to talk to me even today. Mm-hmm. The other people who can suck it are paparazzi. Because guess what? Ha ha. They're, they're, they're sleazy the way they make their living to start with. And now there's nowhere to go to follow people. You know, I was very distraught when I found out that celebrities, not big ones, but the middle and low tier, called <laughs> them to set up. Yep. I was... The fake tip-off. What you learn from watching The Hills is it can't be measured. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you who else can suck it, but they aren't sucking it, is um, churchgoers. So during this live broadcast, which will be, you know, it's live. You just won't hear it till later. The (laughs) My Neighborhood is yet again doing a praise and worship situation from someone's little front porch and everyone gathers around but keeps like an official six feet apart and (laughs) we can't call the cops because Tennessee is one of the I think it's 17 states that in our stay-at-home order not only did it just uh, we're one of the last who the governor put a stay-at-home order but it says that people can still gather for worship. So that's like an essential concept? I guess. I mean, yes, we have <sighs> the highest obesity, opioids, affairs, poverty. But, you know, we, we just keep trying to live biblically with our laws. And here we fucking are. Wow. I know. And the music's not that good. Well, and and Florida's no better with that goon last week in Tampa. But, Um, yeah, he was, (laughs) at least there was a law that he could be arrested. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Bonnie goes to this church that this guy... uh, Oh, I don't. (laughs) ...preaches, and he's like, we're still going to gather, blah, blah, blah. Uh, So I'll get into some stuff I already put on our social media about um, my my neighbors and some of the Christian stuff that's going on. But let's let's pull it around and see, are there any good memories, any church memories that you have? Because I have a few. See, now you said church, and I can remember one specific Easter memory when I was running. And I I can't remember, did I say this last year when we did our Easter episode? Uh, but if, who cares? Yeah. I was running down the hall and I had a pencil in my hand. 
and the pencil dropped and I stepped on the pencil and I couldn't go see the Easter Bunny. Oh. So. But uh, <laughs> like, I guess there needs a- to be more of an understanding of of how that broken pencil delayed you that much. Well, it poked into my foot. Oh, and there you like, go. To this day, there's a little black lead mark. <gasps> On the bottom of my foot. You're going to yeah, lose sighting for because if there's lead poisoning. <laughs> if there's any cautionary tale out there of like, hey, kids, don't do this. I've done it <laughs> like that. I jumped on the bed and cracked my head open. So in high school, I broke my arm. And I think you might have been with us at the youth group event where it happened. I get to the hospital and I'm crying to my mom and I'm like, I got my last day underwear on. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so afraid they'd see it with the holes. (laughs) Anyway. Did they have to cut off your pants to get to your arm? They had to cut they had to cut my arm off to get to my (laughs) they had to cut my shirt off. And coincidentally, I broke my arm too. But um, not doing that. Let's see. I got um, injured. I think I've already talked about how I put my thumb into the top round thing of an umbrella cover uh, that <laughs> landed me in the no. ER. I tried to get it off and a certain... Well, no, tell. So we tell. had a trilogy, you and I. We had another girl in elementary who is a, an outcast like us who played <laughs> Sabrina in Charlie's Angels because she always... We bossed her around, poor girl. And she and I, I think, were in the back of the car going to or from choir. Anyway, I'm like, ooh, look at this. Let me stick my thumb in there. And then I couldn't get it off. Starts bleeding. My mom's like, ugh, pulls aside. She tries to get it off. We end up going like, let's just drop this girl at choir. And my mom's like, we got to get this cut off, Karen. So we go to the ER. The most gorgeous, like, resident came to try and get it off of me. And he couldn't. But I'm just like, he you know, and I mean, talk about Randolph Mantooth. And then he, I do. <laughs> then he um, so my father happened to work at the same hospital. And I think my mom's like, hey, my husband's in the hospital. Just let him know we're down here. So he doesn't get surprised. So all of a sudden, my dad like moves the curtain sees me, sees the young guy trying to get it off for 10 minutes, and he comes over, takes it out of the guy's hand, and just cuts it off me and turns around and walks away. (laughs) I don't think, I don't think he was impressed. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But some of, okay, some of the Easter memories is... My dad, especially, they'd make a big deal of my mom and I going to get our Easter outfits. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And so we'd do all that. Our church didn't do hats. But my dad would always have a corsage for us on Easter morning, like lilies and stuff. And then Mm -hmm. so now I'm realizing what a weird ritual that is. And it's I I don't know. But then at church, I remember I need to find it. One of the things that would happen after the whole church just yelled about he is risen, he's risen indeed, which always shook the Baptists because we didn't do call and response. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But afterwards, we would go up and have a photo taken with the pastor. Really? Yes. That's so weird, isn't it? Well, that's a neat I guess there's, it's just a way of going, all right, this is how we chronicle time. I guess. In our church. It's all, now that I'm out of it, it all looks just so, uh, <laughs> like, ritualistic and, you know, worshiping, putting certain people higher than I, it's, don't like it. <clears throat> That's life. Yeah, it is. Which reminds me, when we're about to get into Easter, we still get things from people who are deconverting, but they're scared, or just, you know, people in different 
phases or places or whatever you want to call of it. Of their journey. That's it. Their journey. And yeah. I have been listening to a book on Audible. We are still on Audible. And if you want to support us, you just go to audibletrial.com slash deconversion. But I've been listening to Atomic Habits, which always has like a million, you know, five-star reviews. I'm like, eh, whatever, let me listen to it. And it's so fascinating. But already I'm like hearing about how there would be these experiments with chimpanzees that they'd have a chimpanzee in one group of ones that really knew how to, I don't know, peel a banana fast or do something <laughs> good. And then the the subject would do the same thing. He'd learn it and do it and, you know, be satisfied and happy. Bam. Then they moved him to like the dunce group that didn't know what they were doing and stepping on the banana, whatever was happening. Wait, were these two monkeys or a monkey and a person? Nope. All of them are chimpanzees. Okay. Sorry. Chimpanzees. So then when they moved him to the other group that didn't have a good way of doing it. Instead of teaching that group, he just oh. reverted and went into, you know, doing it a stupid longer way. And yes. the bottom line they were saying is that, you know, society is much more comfortable following people that have prestige or power or the multitude and the groups and society. And I'm like, I've known that, but it's so good for people deconverting to remember that although they're alone, like it's a lot of the people who are still in the evangelical church are doing that because it's the least resistant thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to be part of a crowd. Yeah. And a group and what is it, mob mentality? <laughs> yeah. Bird mentality. I think it could be called social dynamics, but when we oh. want to say it bad, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Well, even they talk about that when people are walking down busy streets. Like if some if one person jaywalks and everyone starts to, they all just go together. Yeah, true. And you look around like the the car's gonna run somebody down. Let's cross our fingers who it is. <laughs> but I did this thing the other uh, last week where on our Instagram stories, I said, ask Karen anything and got tons of questions. But they were definitely all serious questions. They were very much like, how do you deal with uh, relatives who still believe um, I'm deconverting and I'm really scared, just all these things. So I thought maybe I can do that every Thursday. So find us on Instagram and I'll just open it up for questions every Thursday. I know, and your answers were nice and well thought out. Well, I appreciated them on a real level. Oh, uh, no, I had my secretary do those. <laughs> Marge. Marge. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell a little history of when we're talking about people afraid of going to hell and and deconverting and not knowing what's right. I'm not going to get into all the weirded Easter originate. You can look it up yourself. Um, but I will say that the idea of a resurrection is not new. It predates all the writings of Jesus. And there were, you know, a ton that did it, like starting at 25, the 25th century before Christ. So there's Assyris, there was Tammuz, Adonis, Addis, Dionysus. So the idea of dying and usually dying as a person and then resurrecting <laughs> as a god which uh -uh. is very interesting because everyone's always like, why Jesus have to be a man? Why, you know, it's, um, right. you know, it's a, it was an oral <laughs> tradition. Oh, oh, I'm sorry I'm laughing while you're talking about something serious, oh, no. but I just keep picturing Jesus 
pushing the rock away and saying, ta-da. Oh, that cartoon. Ta-da. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And then number three, it's like, oh, why does it have to be three days? Ah, look up all these things and you'll find since the beginning of time, the rule of three and how it all works in. Um, Also, go ahead and look up all these things like Horus. So Horus was Egyptian, born on December 25th. Uh, what? That's Christmas! I know! <laughs> he wanted to give a gift to his mother. And then, uh, yeah. What were I, you, weren't you, didn't he have something with his eye? Something, his eyeball got poked out or something. And Mithra too, <laughs> you know, these quote people who were born of virgins and now that's the one who got their thumb caught in the umbrella right shut your face (laughs) people who suck that's my new thing it's just body um the uh yeah these these deities you know Some died at 33. My favorite with Mithra, and it was one of the main reasons that I started jumping out of Christianity, was that he was called the way and the life. And I'm like, what? (laughs) We just copied something bad. But it's kind of like when two movies come out and they've got the same concept. Yeah. And one of them does tremendous and the other one is just like meh right and um uh, the bible is just the one that caught on yeah and because i was reading when i was trying to research this something like um on vatican hill in the early days of christianity the jesus worshipers and the pagans who believed you know these other things would have like violent quarrels over which was true. And Christianity picked up in speed because um, people were already practicing a lot of the things that they were doing. (laughs) I think of it like Windows versus Mac because uh, Office Windows took off because all the offices around the country were using it. Yeah. But it's pretty awful. It is. (laughs) And so... (laughs) But that's maybe how the Bible took off. It totally. Now wait a minute. Like maybe I have there's to back this really up. awesome religion somewhere. Did you say Macs were bad or or Windows was? Windows. Okay. Like, phew, I just need to know which. Uh, no, no. But like Microsoft Office uh, only thrived because it was the standard. Yeah, and the IBM. So everybody and, exactly. could communicate together. Yeah. But let me tell you, I was on, <laughs> I was on an early version of all of this um, Mac stuff uh, that Steve Jobs did called Next, uh-huh. and it was awesome, and it was it was brilliant. Nobody else was on it. It was like a blip, but it was so user friendly. Anyway, that's not for the show, but that's for our um, tech uh, for women <laughs> in tech podcast. Which is a seven-minute-long, one-episode <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's, you know, Easter. You can look in about, you know, oh, it was a summer solstice, and then that got robbed and put into changing it to be Easter and blah 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 And then there's spring, and with spring comes uh, the, the sweetness of little baby ducks. I know. And we have got a family of ducklings outside that I've been watching. And then there's a little bunny. And uh, (laughs) I'm thinking as I walk around, oh, my gosh, I'm just looking at all of the little symbols of Easter. Yeah, you're in an Easter mirage. I was reading, and I didn't know this, that in the old days, they used to dye eggs and put them around and they'd be red to symbolize the blood of Christ. And I'm oh. like, if you want to see a bloody egg, women can just wait every month. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's disgusting. So I want to give a shout out to my friend Maggie, who sent me a random picture 
of a Bible cover, and it says, <laughs> Boy's Bible, the ultimate manual. I love the word ultimate. It's just like There's ultimate fighters. Ultimate. ultimate. So, and oh, then it says so it's the sad. new international version. And then in big orange banner, finally, a Bible just for boys. <laughs> Aren't they all? <laughs> That's what somebody else said in some comments that I was looking at on Reddit because I was like, did somebody make this up? And then I looked it up and found out this is, this is real. And um, a couple of the bullet points down here say, uh, discover gross and gory Bible stuff. Oh, my God. Um, Check out gazelle boobs. (laughs) And then the other one says, jack off to win Bathsheba, bathes naked. Um, The other one says, find out interesting and humorous Bible facts. And I resent the fact that they don't think that would appeal to a girl. Because that would have made the Bible a lot more interesting. Mm. I don't remember one (laughs) humorous thing from the Bible. Uh, The other bullet point says, apply the Bible to your own life through fun doodles, sketches, and quick responses. (laughs) I got really close to Jesus through my doodles. (laughs) (laughs) I doodled closer. (laughs) Please write a song, Doodle Closer to Me, Lord. Um, I bet I know where someone can find that Bible, and that would be at your local Hobby Lobby. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. What did you call it? The Holly, the Holly Hobby Hobby Lobby, where uh, if you just want to see a gathering of a lot of um, women in long jean skirts. <laughs> That's not up. always the truth. Hey, you've been to a Hobby Lobby, right? Yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is here where I live. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it was uh, the same person we just saw at um, when we were at a coffee shop a uh, little while ago. Um, Vince Neal lives around here some of the time and he showed up at a Hobby Lobby to buy stuff and I want to know what it is. Well, it could be anything because I love Hobby Lobby. I'm not going to lie. I don't go anymore. Really? I No, I stopped going. I'll tell you when I stopped going. I'll tell you which scandal <laughs> broke me. But I love me a hobby. Was it the scandal too. about the healthcare? Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, the scandal came with the Affordable Care Act, and of course, Hobby Lobby is like, okay, we'll do some of it, but we're not going to pay the mandated stuff for the females to get contraception, which is so stupid. Yeah, exactly. Because and it doesn't mean that you're out there fornicating, uh, uh, not under the, you know, the umbrella of marriage. What if I'm just a nice lady who's married and doesn't want to have a kid? Right. Or you've had eight. Yeah. And you're like, that's enough. I'm working 12 jobs at Hobby Lobby and right. Subway and I need a break. I Totally. Now, I couldn't keep going because of the music um, either, so that would that bug me. Was there music in there? Yeah. If you listen, it's always like a Christian oh. song. Yeah. Well, they do have a lot of, um, what do you call them, meditation books? No. Like Bible study books? Yeah, tons. And things and like tons that. tons of picture frame things right. that are like a verse and you know John 3 too blessed to be stressed oh so many of those yeah I don't think that they have the ones that honestly aggravate the shit out of me that say like it's wine o'clock or <laughs> no. this is mommy juice <laughs> they also don't have boss lady because <laughs> they don't want to go out there <laughs> and yeah, discount God. So what what are 
tell tell our viewers. So um, with with quarantine and and uh, the coronavirus that's been happening in our world right now, a lot of businesses have been told you've got to shut down if you're not essential. Right. So Hobby Lobby shut down and then decided they would quietly reopen and <laughs> deem themselves essential. And I just picture one of the older ladies who works the cashier going over and quietly unlocking. You know, when you try and unlock a door without anyone hearing and waking someone up. It's a big latch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, uh, so they decided that some of their stores were, in fact, essential. They deemed it. And apparently... Somebody tried to say that the wife of the owner had a vision from God, and it doesn't sound quite as uh, quite as supernatural as some people were trying to make it sound with the headlines. Oh, damn. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. But, I mean, if I want to go live in London, which I do, I feel like God has given me that vision a lot of days. And yeah. I have not seen it happen. But... Um, so Hobby Lobby deemed themselves essential. And I think that it's kind of like the same thing where if you're the uh, first assistant to a very powerful movie producer, you think mm-hmm. that that rubs off on you and you get to do whatever you want. And I think that they are somehow involved with the evangelical movement and the advising totally. of the president. And so they think, well, what are they going to do? Come after us. Well, exactly. They and did. that's like the people <laughs> good in our neighborhood who, yeah, are gathering. Right. You know, because they're just like, oh, we're well, protected. Right. Not us. We know the creator. <laughs> we know the great physician. I like that. Oh, yeah. I know the creator. So it's okay. We have a relationship. <laughs> it's not a religion. Um, so I I personally think that it's about... Um, the fact that when all of this was coming down, they, they long ago had to buy all their Easter stock. So I think oh. that it's, it's, it's a horrible thing because I'm so jaded, but I always think follow the money, follow the money. They needed to sell their Easter stuff. And That's what are they right. going to do? They can't sit on all that Easter stuff after Easter's over. No one's going to, I mean, then you have to reduce it. Even more than the nice Hobby Lobby discount that they always give anyway. But you're very true to think that because they get a majority, maybe not a majority, a big batch of what they do is seasonal. Right. And Easter, yeah. And this is what I call the last candy holiday. It starts with uh, (laughs) trick-or-treating. Yeah. And then there's Christmas. And then there's Valentine's Day, and then there's Easter. So, like, the four big candy holidays. And right Right. now, we don't have any more of those coming up. If you want to do, like, July 4th, well, great. But, you know, everybody just goes crazy. Yeah, a cake where you put strawberries and blueberries in the shape of a flag. Right. And red, white, and blue can also work for Memorial Day and Veterans Day and Labor Day and... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I think that it was all about trying to push as much Easter stock as they could. I believe it. So they reopened and they were told to close by the states. Yeah. But then some reopened? Yep. Some, a lot of them shut down. But here it says uh, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin, and Colorado uh, were shut down by law enforcement after reopening. They defied their state's shelter-in-place orders. Oh, God. Um, And how does that meeting work? Because you know the boss people, like the owners, would have to know. Oh, yeah, of course. And then, um, uh, let's see, here it says, uh, of the three stores closed in Wisconsin, at (laughs) least one was forcibly shuttered by police officers after briefly opening on Monday, according to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. An employee at that store told Business Insider on Monday it was closed, but that employees were there, quote unquote, working on projects. (laughs) (laughs) Near the cash register. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> with other money. people. <laughs> Opening up the coins. <laughs> just wrapping things. Um, <laughs> but that just reminds me like, oh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, working on projects like uh, Ross and Friends. When he's like, I'm going to be in my room with my, you know, creating my sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I, Hobby Lobby... I think they're a mess, and it pisses me off because Joanne's is just like the slumming of the craft industry. Michael's is a little better, but still. Okay, your Joanne's hasn't been refurbished like ours. Our new Joanne's is like yeah. Hobby Lobby Light. It's really nice. Ooh. Yeah, I know, well, maybe but there's... our old one was a dump. I know. I'm, maybe it's some national rebranding, so I'll go in. <laughs> I'll see. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Cause but they had to move to a, a new location, and everything's new. I mean, in the old one, it was just like old patterns from 1978, and you're like, I don't want to make a moo-moo. What right, is this right. simplicity <laughs> pattern? It was awful, but the new one is really up to speed. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, back to Hobby Lobby. Check it out. So uh, more of this article from Business Insider said, adding to their frustration, two employees said the company's warehouse in Oklahoma City has been closed until further notice. So that meant the stores weren't even able to restock the inventory that managers and executives were claiming were essential. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, they were, that's loophole arama because do you know about their other scandal with the artifacts? <laughs> no, everything in there is painted wood from China with a pithy <laughs> saying. The, the artifacts are not the um, scented wax burners or anything like that. But in 2009, Hobby Lobby received a large number, I think it was like 5,500 <laughs> items okay. that are literal artifacts. And they <laughs> it was intended for the, quote, Museum of the Bible, which is funded by the Green family that owns these, owns Hobby Lobby. <laughs> okay, so, so what were they? They were artifacts like what? Like bones? Clay bulla, <laughs> tablets, um, like the Ten the, Commandment tablets? Yes, just Moses's ear. It was <laughs> no, um, but it said that like even the staff had warned the superiors that okay, we're getting our hands on this. I have a feeling a lot of it's stolen. It right. was. <laughs> it was stolen from like these treasured areas in Iraq. And so the U.S. District Court had to make Hobby Lobby return all the items plus pay $3 million because it was all looted. It was all, um, let me see. Uh, Did they ruin it by unpacking it? <laughs> like putting it on the shelves? Did they put it on the shelves? Did they price it? No, no. They were just going to put it in their Museum of the Bible thing. So, um, let oh, me... Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it was $1.6 million worth of Iraqi artifacts, and they got it from dealers in the United Arab Emirates. Uh-huh. So, I think even their lawyers were like, hey, this could have been looted. But right. they had um, cuneiform writing, you know, like those tablets and then ancient stuff on it. Uh-huh. And um, they had written on the Declaration of Customs, instead of ancient Iraqi cuneiform, they wrote uh, ceramic clay tile samples. <laughs> they said that the things were coming out of Turkey and Israel. Um which yeah, is the, the government... opposite of what it normally is. When you go in now, they've gotten so good, these production companies, of making things that look like they're really old. Yeah, like the exactly. Fake old things. So they were flipping it. Here's a real if... artifact. Oh my God. We're going to call it ceramic tile. So, yeah. So I think, you know, it's exactly what you said. <laughs> 
it's this idea of, you know, God is, we're building the kingdom of God. We're doing things for the greater good. We will do whatever. We will bypass the laws. We will get within six feet of each other because (laughs) God's got us. I know the creator. That's right. (laughs) So I also put on Instagram how um, someone in my neighborhood put this long note about how she and you know during passover they would paint a little cross or or mark their uh door jams for the angel of death to pass over and that's thus passover which i'm fascinated even with the angel of death that it wasn't the devil Uh, anywho um and so this woman in the neighborhood, because I have a million of these, oh, remind me to tell you something else, but uh, put, has a red like cloth on her door to say that, you know, during this time of the virus, the Bible says nothing can enter your household without your permission. And so I put this out here as a declaration that the disease can't enter. And, of course, I spot the little ADT sign, which I'm like, (laughs) why do you have this if you believe nothing can enter? But this has ended up being something that we're seeing more and more. Get on our Facebook group at Deconversion Therapy, and people are finding where their neighbors and the newspapers, lots of people are doing this, even though it's an Old Testament thing, doing Mm -hmm. the, maybe it's a New Testament, anyway, it's... Uh, it's an incorrect testament where they are believing that this now will get will not allow the virus in, which means that these people believe they're protected and they're probably getting out into the community <laughs> I more. I, I get the feeling that they know that it's not real, but it's just a nice reminder, maybe. No. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I no. was in this kind of belief at a certain time, too. No, there, there's some that see it as a, a nice, um, yeah, reminder. But some really see it as this act is an act in the physical world that impacts the spiritual world and vice versa. Spiritual that impacts To me, the- that's like when you drink wine and it turns into the real blood of Jesus. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then they're just endangering everyone and trying to kill us. But what's getting me uh, even more annoyed, see, you started out annoyed, but you turned me annoyed, is (laughs) that people, (sighs) all these Christians and churches are praying to destroy the virus and the this and that. The virus will take its natural turn Mm -hmm. eventually, and they will claim that that's through prayers, even oh, though well, sure, yeah, you can show them places in the world that aren't Christian and and yeah. did a better job, but yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can do or say. I know, and it's just the it's just the condition of the human brain. But that's Incorrect. a totally different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but while we're in quarantine, I I've been. I've been going back and forth between feeling productive and feeling very lethargic. So I've started yeah. writing down what I've done in a day just to make myself feel like, okay, you got all this done. And that didn't always happen, <laughs> you know, when your life was like it was before. So yay me for getting some yeah. things done. But I still don't feel like I have the time to watch um, The Irishman. That Martin Scorsese movie. I don't think I'll ever have the time. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever have the time. It didn't. Uh, I, I've heard mixed reviews, and I've been like, eh. Same with the Hunters. Oh yeah. Nah. Oh, but let me tell you. Did I tell you? I can't remember if I told you that I watched Peter Rabbit. It's so like, good, and it's so funny, and it's so cute, and the rabbits look so real. Ah. Oh, the weird the movie. Oh. It's not weird. James Corden is Peter Rabbit. Oh, now, now, now. I know what you're And they fully acknowledge that um, at one point, (laughs) the guy's like, where do they get these jackets? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if if you've ever good. read Jenny Lewis, which especially people who have anxiety, she's the funniest writer, and she tells all these quirky things from childhood. But her family actually kept like crazy animals. So they had raccoons, oh God. a family of raccoons, and the mother made little jams <laughs> for all the raccoons. <laughs> little surfer nope. shorts. Ah. Well, let's end it on some hilarious videos that I found when I typed in Easter church fails, and we'll put these up uh, when we release this episode up in Deconversion Therapy uh, Facebook group. Well, we're, uh, you know, my my YouTube goes on to the auto play of the next thing that they think I would want to see. Right. Um, is one of these links where it's just a compilation of all these people reenacting Jesus on the cross falling down. Oh, no. I have to send you that one. Oh, let's I didn't <laughs> see that one. One after another. Okay, <sighs> he's on the cross and then he nose dives. <laughs> and it's awful, but at the same time, like did we need to react reenact it to know how awful it was? That's it. Like I remember the days when things shifted in church where they really started getting into the suffering. Yeah. Like, the part about the suffering took 20 minutes for the pastor to explain when it used to be more about resurrection and this and that. But uh, I don't know. But the whole dramatizing everything makes me insane. I yep. mean, they don't do that with Mary giving birth. <laughs> Let's pass around that placenta, <laughs> shall we? Um, so that was what I was going to say when I said I'm going to leave something else. Um, it's a little related, but I happen to know for sure that one of the people behind that uh, movie, Christian movie that's out called I Still Believe, uh-huh. got coronavirus. One of the first people. Everyone's so, going to get it. Well, maybe God just was... <laughs> <laughs> disproving of making a really bad movie that all the Christians are saying are, is so good and moving and everyone <laughs> else is going, that is a 46 on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, don't make fun of me, but I am bummed that I have to wait now to see the secret movie. Oh, I didn't even know that it was going to be a movie. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> okay, you tell about the first video we're going to post. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, oh, so, okay, so they have built this coffin. Which is ridiculous. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> because that's not, why didn't they build a boulder? I know, I know. Uh-huh. So they, they built this coffin, which was clearly out of, like, balsa wood, like, very light, <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't solid on the back, but the preacher was like look at this how awesome is this and he gets inside and then clunk wait say what he did again he gets inside the coffin and closes the lid on himself (laughs) and then just clunked over it fell it tore apart like (laughs) um dwight's desk in the office when jim made it out of wrapping paper Um, But what I loved is how slick the pastor was. You're all going to die. Everyone's going to die. But you know what? And then gets in there and falls apart. Um, The next one is where this one was like long. So it's a guy singing. It's a pageant thing. He's singing this very emotional solo while there is one of the... They're not stormtroopers. They're they're the people that were the soldiers <laughs> of Pontius Pilate. Is but that's walking. probably the inspiration for the stormtroopers. It Very goes true. both way in time. S- such a stealer. But the the guy is just walking back and forth. You know when you would have those stage productions. Oh, the sentries. Sentries, and they would just be like. Okay, 
He has to get through two verses. So just walk <laughs> over on that side and stand a bit. Now come over here. So here's this guy just walking across. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> there's this fire. And then it's supposed to be Jesus coming out and conquering everything. But the whole place starts catching on fire. And the guy keeps singing. Right. So they get Jesus out of there. They get the sentry off. They have the guy still singing. People are going, amen. Well, like random people are going up to try and control the fire. And because then he keep... doesn't know how much of it is show, I guess. I know. Well, by the time the random people are getting up from the pews and going up there till finally to storm it. And of course, we've gone through another verse and chorus during this time of the guy's of solo. They get up there with fire extinguishers and put it out. Oh, that's and it's, good. Ah, it's very satisfying. <laughs> and then, the uh, yeah, I told about the falling Jesus. Yeah. The compilation reel, though, was great. Okay, we'll get the compilation reel up. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is just when a church feels they're really, you know, oh, we've got our, um, we've got our dramatics on point here. We're going to be preaching. And then a guy dressed as Jesus is going to be taken up. And so there's a guy wearing a choir robe looking like Jesus and oh, he no. starts ascending into heaven but the wires, because wires do this, twist. And, of course, the robe is open and back. So it's just like some briefs with him being strangled by a cord. And he tries to cover up a bit, but he can't. But he keeps spinning. So that one's called That's Butt awesome. Jesus. Boy, I bet churches are happy we've got video more now. I know. Wouldn't you think if... If there's one time to protect someone, it's when they are playing Jesus. <laughs> Wouldn't Jesus be like, that? that's what I'm going to spend my time on today, is making sure that guy doesn't fall and right. pop a knee. Right. Well, you guys send us some letters because last letters made me so happy. I know. We want to hear funny. funny Easter stories, funny Jesus falling stories, <laughs> anything. <laughs> The true Easter gift to everyone is all those people who always feel pressured to go to church on Easter, and right. you don't have to. Right. Take it as our gift to you. <laughs> we'll see oh. you again next week, possibly. Don't say that. We'll see you again next week. We will. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye.